good thing. Now, one of the things I want you to take note of tonight, if you're a note taker, is that it's dangerous to know that you are called to more than the people around you. I'm not saying you're better than them. I'm just saying that God knows your heart and knows that he can trust you with more. surveyed the text, Joseph were called to more than the people around him. That, that wasn't because of anything elitist. It just meant that God knew something about the makeup of this person that would condition them and position them for the more. Somebody shout out position for the more. Now with the calling that God has placed upon your life, this high calling comes a greater appetite for the things of God than the norm. Look, somebody tell me I have an unusual appetite. Anybody been sensing that the Lord has been calling you to prayer a little bit more lately? To the word a little bit more? Anybody been called to love a little bit more? Anybody been called to trust a little bit more? Has God been stretching anybody to give a little bit more? Somebody shout more. Now why? Because he's positioning me for the high places to which he has called me. I want you to write this down. It's typical to be criticized for the very thing that will cause you to soar. Jesus. It's typical to be criticized for the very thing that will cause you to soar in life. You know, one of the things that my ministry is known for is that I don't leave the Word of God. You know, our church, we over and over again, we read through the chronological, the Bible cover to cover every single year together. And, to, you know, and I know that some people may find that boring, but uh, there's a reason we're still standing. <laughs> Hello. Because you can't, you know, you cannot build an effective life on churchianity. You cannot build an effective life on the slogans of your favorite Christians. That's why you got to have a word life. And, and uh, so I remember, I remember so very well when I was first born again, and I had and still have an insatiable desire for the word of God. And it was imperative to me that we understood the word in context. And people use it literally. They used to call me King James. You want to know some fast King James, right? It's amazing how you criticize for the very thing that will cause you to soar in life. Right. You understand that? But there's a reason for that. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. It is also typical that absolutely, this is normal. Say this is normal for the abnormal. It's my shot. It's normal for the abnormal. It is typical that absolutely no one understands you as the you you are becoming. You know, that's why I, I, I often tell people this. Never fault people for never being able to train you to be somebody you have never seen before. Listen to what I said to you. Never fault someone. For not being able to teach you how to be everything that you are purposed to be. Right. Now why? Because somebody shout, I, I have never been done before. So the truth of the matter is, nobody can, tr can truly teach you to be who you're supposed to be. Somebody shout, that's between me and God. Now watch this now. What, what other people can do, watch this now. Y'all realize that you can discover your gifts along with God, but you can't develop character along with God. Look, somebody tell me, I'm going to have to rub you the wrong way for you to develop character. Come on, tell you today about it. You need me to develop character. You don't develop character on your own. You can, you can discover your gifts while you in your back room, Shamalaman and Haman. You discover all your gifts and get revelation from God. But look, somebody tell me, you need me to grow up. Come on, tell somebody, you need me to grow up. Y'all understand that? Because there's a birthing process in up-close personal relationships. Say, up-close personal relationships smoke all of my issues to the surface. Come on, look at somebody telling my issues when you are still my issues. Some of y'all ain't said nothing to nobody because you want to blame somebody. Come on, somebody. You want to blame somebody for how you behave. And the problem with that is they keep changing and you still behave in the same way. Somebody shout, my issues with you are still my issues. Come on, tell you about I wouldn't have known where I'm not like Christ. If it hadn't been for you. So, it's imperative that you understand that God has you on a path to 
the extraordinary. Say, I'm on a path to the extraordinary. Y'all got that, believers? My feet were made for high places. You know what? And I'm, I'm telling you, now I know that many of you sense the same thing. I always knew it was something strange about me. Anybody else feel that way? I always knew. I didn't know what it was, but there was this thing. You know, before you know God, God, God makes sure you know that there is this thing about you. That for some reason, it, it keeps you from going as far as you would have wanted to go. Come on, somebody. It makes you an, an anomaly to those that are around you. You understand that? That thing on the inside of you that gets you ostracized for no reason other than you. That, that thing that causes people to treat you indifferently for no other reason than that you showed up. You understand that, believers? Come on, shout. That's the seed of the extraordinary. Come on, tell somebody that's the seed. The seed of the extraordinary is always attacked by ordinary people. Jealousy is your bread. Oh my God. And envy is the meat in between. And the problem with that is people envying you and you haven't even grown to know yourself yet. There are people intimidated about what you're becoming when you don't even know what you're becoming. Y'all hear what I just said? There are people that see something on you that they don't like and don't even know why they don't like it. Somebody shout, that's the seed of the extraordinary on the inside. Now, I want to talk about the path to the extraordinary. I heard the Lord say this. Write this down. There are no street lights on the path to the extraordinary. Only the light of God's countenance. Psalm chapter 119, verse 105, talks about the Lord being a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. So God has made it so the only way you will become who he has intended is you got to seek him. Look, somebody tell me you won't find a real you in a prayer line. I'm going to tell you, that you can't pay a prophet $100 to get what God got to show you about you. It will never happen. It will never happen. Because there's something that God reserved to your seeking him. Oh, my God. I said there's some things that God reserves to your seeking him. Tell somebody, the only way you're going to get what's next is you gotta, you got to seek God. Now, why is that? Because God wants to make sure nobody gets the credit for what's about to happen in your life. God wants to make sure that nobody can get the glory for what you are about to see and seize and begin to move into. You understand that, believer? Somebody shout, there are no street lights. You understand that? In other words, this path isn't lit for everyone. It's just lit for you as you seek God. That's the path to the extraordinary. Here's something else the Lord told me to tell you. The road... To the extraordinary is not packed with travelers. Wow. Here's why. Few find the extraordinary. Here's why. Because the ordinary is comfortable. Oh. Somebody shout, the ordinary is comfortable. Matthew chapter 5, verse 41. I'll show you what it looks like to be on the path to the extraordinary. Matthew 5, 41. It says, if anyone forces you to go to mile, go a mile. Go with them two miles. To myself, that's extraordinary. Now, now watch this now. Because it's bad enough you forced me to go the first mile. Why would I go the second mile? Now, watch this now. Those of you that understand uh, the Bible, you understand that at the time that this was written, the Jews were under Roman occupation. And one of the things that was a law in Rome, it was a Roman law, is this. If you were walking along the path, and one of the Roman soldiers told you to carry their hardware, you had to carry their hardware, their sword and all their stuff, for up to a mile. It was a law that you had to carry up to a mile. So that's why it says if someone forces you to go a mile, watch what he said, go two miles. Now, I want you to tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. your freedom, your is, freedom. In is in the second mile. That's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. Some of y'all going to get this in there. Come on, tell somebody, your freedom is in the second mile. See, it's one thing for you to be forced to do something. But when you get free enough, watch this now. When you get free enough to carry something that's unfair. Oh my God. God cannot trust you with the extraordinary until you're free enough to carry something that's unfair. Wow. Tell somebody, your freedom is in the second mile. I know you don't like me, but I'm going to help you anyway. I know you don't like me, but I'm going to pray for you anyway. 
I know you don't like me, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that I pray for your kids anyway. Yeah. I know you don't like me, but I'm gonna pay your t- utility bill anyway. Yeah. This is my time. Your freedom is in the second mile. Hey. And that's how you pass into the extraordinary. Yeah. You got to do the stuff that common folks stop Jesus. and do it. My God. If you're only gonna go as far as you're forced to go, God cannot use you extraordinary. My God, my God. If you're only going to pray as much as you are forced to pray, because it's your turn to pray, then God cannot introduce you to the extraordinary. If you're only going to serve as much as you're forced to serve, because leaders are supposed to serve, then God can't trust you with the extraordinary. Touch my, your freedom is in the second mile. Y'all got that? Now watch this now. Somebody tell this road ain't packed with travelers. Look, somebody tell them, don't expect to have a lot of company where you're going. Come on, tell two people, don't expect to have a lot of company where you're going. Don't expect to have a lot of company where you're going because this road ain't packed with travelers. You understand that? Here's the next thing the Lord told me. You have to constantly leave good enough in order to discover greater. Uh, if you're going to walk with God, you can never become comfortable good enough. Look at somebody tell me, comfort is your devil. Comfort is your devil. So many of us coming against this principality and that principality, and one of the greatest principalities in the life of a believer is your need to be comfortable. Oh, Lord, y'all got caught up in this Presbyterian church. Come on, tell somebody, comfort is your enemy. Comfort is your enemy. Now, why? Because if you're not, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. If you're not having to learn something you didn't know before, yes. you're not evolving. That's right. You know, one of the, the prophets said earlier about the Kellys, this is this what she said, and I'm going to correct it, but I'm going to correct it in a nice way. She said, I've known them for 22 years and they haven't changed. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's, somebody shout, that's not, that true. not true. You know the blessing of it is? You change with them. <laughs> the reason she didn't get offended with their leadership is that she changed with them. The reason that their changes didn't stand out is because she was changing with them. That's good. That's good. Somebody, are you changing with your leader? Are you changing? Are you developing with them? Are you evolving with them? Are you making sacrifices with them? Can you, hey, can God show? Tell you what comes next in their yeah. life. And you see your part in what comes next. Oh, and you know why people get so mad about the new people? Because the new people can see their part in what comes next, and they can't. Yeah. Because they got offended that, that they didn't, in fact, they didn't break the fact that change is inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, tell somebody, if you don't change, you ain't growing. If you don't change, you ain't growing. Bible said, God changes not. But anybody discovered that knowing God constantly changes me? So the truth of the matter is, they have changed. They know they have changed, right? The, the, the issue is, she changed, she adjusted, adapted, conformed, and became what's necessary now. Yes. You understand that? Look at somebody tell me, you're very important to this. Very important to But if you don't change, you will become irrelevant to it. Wow. Hello? Wow. I said you're very important. Very important. I said God loves you and we do too. But if you don't change, you will become irrelevant. Come on, tell somebody, all you need to do to become irrelevant to the move of God is nothing. Wow. And then new needs come. Here's why you get mad at new people. New need come that you're not equipped to meet because you didn't evolve. And you're not mad at them. You're mad at your inability to help them. Oh, wow. Oops. They got questions you can't answer because you wouldn't adapt. <laughs> they got issues you ain't built for because you didn't adjust. While we were praying, you were spectating. Come on, somebody. While we were developing ourselves to love on a deeper level, you still remember everything the last season of folk did to you. You still regurgitating that hurts, hurts the people that left the church. You hurt by people that left the church. And now you get mad because you can't meet new needs because you won't evolve with leadership. Come on, tell somebody you got to evolve with us. Y'all got that, believers? Now watch this now. Write this down. Exposure matters. Once you know the destination, you have to connect to the people that know the way. 
Y'all got that? Yeah. Once you know the destination, you have to connect to the people that know the way. There are some places God is calling you that the friends you have now will not accommodate you getting there. Mm -hmm. Listen, tell me, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm evolving. I'm evolving. Jesus. Why you haven't called me, right? Why? Because right now, I'm in a posture of learning what I didn't know before. Come on. I can't, come on, just my, I can't talk to you about the same church folk every week. I cannot talk to you about. is too low for me. Come on, tell somebody that, com that, that conversation is too low. I'm not better than you, but that conversation is beneath where I'm going. Come on. Once you know the way, once you know the destination, you have to connect the people that know the way. Y'all understand that? Now that's going to make you look real funny. Look, somebody, you tell me you about to look bougie to the non-discerning eye. Come on, tell your neighbor, you about to look bougie to the non-discerning eye. You about to look real bougie to the non-discerning eye. Oh, you around rich people now. Right, because I'm rich. Very rich. Very rich. Very rich. You understand that? Does that make sense to you? in this next season. Why? Because you're leveling up in your relationship because you realize that extraordinary people need extraordinary people to help them process their extraordinary cause. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you on this house? Somebody shout, my feet were made for high places. Tell two people, I don't apologize for being extraordinary. Write this down. If you're going to walk this path to the extraordinary. Now listen, I'm going to give you 10 things God gave me to develop your feet for high places. I'm going to give you just what God gave me and we're going to get out of here. i got to preach in the morning. i got to wait tomorrow night. Now watch this down. you got to, look somebody and tell me, it's time to abandon, time to abandon human skills. <laughs> if God is going to use you extraordinarily, pay attention to what I'm going to tell you because this is the word of the Lord. If God is going to expose you to the extraordinary, use you in the extraordinary and trust you with the extraordinary you have to abandon human skills say human skills what do you mean by that you got to get to a place in your walk with god where you no longer need anything to be fair to walk with god Look, somebody tell me I lost my need for fairness y'all can do whatever y'all want i'm walking with god Y'all can, listen, y'all can play all the games y'all want to play. I'm walking with God. You understand that? I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you get away with no more. Come on, Come on, my, I'm walking with God. Listen, I don't even care if I get corrected over what you got a pass on. Somebody say, I'm walking with God. Listen, my time, I don't need it to be fair because my calling is extraordinary. And what's my God? And God holds extraordinary people to the line. Y'all did not hear what I just said. That's why you can't get away with what other church folk get away with. Why? Because God holds extraordinary people to the line. Somebody how he's holding me to the line. You got to lose your need. Come on. From the path to the extraordinary, you got to lose your need for things to be fair. Lord, they done lied on me, talked about me like a doll, said I'm sleeping with women in the church. I can't even rebut it. It's like, nope. Can't waste your energy on that. Yes, sir. I can't say nothing. Nope. But I know what they did. Nope. Nope. You know what it says? Let it be unfair. You see that? God will compensate you at the level of unfairness you can tolerate. Yes. 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 God will compensate you at the level of unfairness you can, you can tolerate. Y'all know what I said? I said God is keeping record. I said God will compensate you at the level of unfairness you can tolerate. Here's another one. You ready for the next one? You ready? Have you recovered yet? All right. Here's the next one. You got to get rid of your need for reciprocity. Y'all understand that? God says, God says, I'm going to direct you to do a bunch of stuff for a bunch of people who ain't going to do nothing back for you. Nothing. Don't even look over there at them. Don't even act funny because they didn't do it back. 
Whose wife am I talking to in this house? So God says, God says, if you're, if I'm going to trust you with this next place, you're going to have to get rid of the human scale of reciprocity. You understand that? Now, you know what's happening? Look at my tongue. I think I'm becoming like Jesus. Nothing balanced in our relationship with him. Jesus. All that he does and we have to do everything. Yes. It ain't equal. Yeah. It ain't equal. But watch this. He's exalted. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't equal. But he's above only and never beneath. That's right. That's how you get there. So you got to lose your need for fairness. Somebody shout, I don't need things to be fair. Now, there are many of you right now, you complain about things being unfair. Now, you just don't know that God cares about what you're saying about your job. Yes. Oh, hello, somebody. Yes, some of y'all think all the tests happen in the church with church people. Yes. Just my God is, God is testing you with your co-workers. It's just that it's just that you have a division between the sacred and the secular. And for sanctified people, there is no division. For sanctified people, there is no division between the secular and the sacred. Say it's all sacred for me. Come on. Which means God is using everybody around me to promote what I'm becoming. Y'all did not hear what I just said to you. Y'all did not hear what I said just said to you. God is using that mean co-worker to promote what you are becoming. Come on, ask me why. He's, he's working to make you unbotherable. Oh my God. Come on, ask somebody, how much better would your life flow if you were unbotherable? Come on, ask somebody else, how much better, how much better would your life flow if you were unbotherable? What if you had a God orientation that said, I only care about glorifying God. I only care about what he wants me to do. I'm dealing with you, but only by what is my assignment. Yes. Come on, somebody. You understand that? Yes. It's easy to overlook an offense. You understand that? Why? Because I ain't expect nothing of you. I ain't yes. expect you to do no better than you did. Y'all understand that? You know why some of you so offended with church people? Because Not because of what they are, because of what you expected. You thought sanctified flesh would act better than sinful flesh, and it don't. <laughs> Tell your neighbor the flesh of sinners and the flesh of saints is the same flesh. You understand that? Some folks, you got to catch them in the spirit on the Lord's day because they ain't always there. Y'all understand that? Look at somebody tell them abandon your expectations. Abandon, abandon them. Abandon your expectations. You understand that, believers? So you're going to have to, somebody shout, God, I'm ditching the scales. You've got to ditch the scales of fairness, ditch the scales of reciprocity. Who wants to be used extraordinarily? Who want to be trusted with too much? Right? Now, I'm telling you, that ain't, God can't, God can't trust everybody like that. That's the truth. Y'all ever look at Joseph at all that God, God trusted Joseph to save nations. Nations. Through his wise strategy. Isn't that right? Isn't that what happened eventually? But what happened in the messy middle? Was his life fair? Did he, was there reciprocity? Look, look, was it fair that his brothers threw him in the pit? For no other reason than coming to check on them. Then he received reciprocity in Potiphar's house. All that he did for Potiphar's, Potiphar, he was repaid with prison. So was there any reciprocity? No. Ain't that right? But now watch it now. That's exactly, whoo, that's exactly how, how God develops people to that capacity. I want you to tell two people your prophecy is going to bring a lot of pain in your life. Jesus. <laughs> this is stuff that This right here is it's sweet in the mouth, but it's sour in the stomach. Y'all ever read? Come on, somebody shout it's sweet in the mouth. It's so great when you say it. Oh, but it's going to turn your whole system upside down. Your prophecies are going to bring you a lot of pain. Now watch this down. Perfectly painful processes. Perfectly painful. You understand that? Now, this is the path to the extraordinary. You know, I got some people that I'm pastoring right now. Pastors that I'm pastoring. God is blessing and favoring their lives. 
but I know the pain they went through. Mm-hmm. I sat in counsel them to make sure they didn't go over the edge in the cliff. And I'm like, listen, if you trust God through this and don't bail out, God is going to bless you real good. Now, everybody looking at how they're doing, I'm like, I know how they got there. I know how they got there. You would have never made it through that. I'm telling somebody, you shouting about stuff, you would have never made it. Y'all hear what I said? There's some of us that shout over stuff, and the moment you're subjected to something you don't like, you move based on your feelings. You don't even move based on the facts. And there are people God says, I don't, I, it's a fact that I don't want you to move. You moving when you think people don't like you. That's it. Right? God's like, no, they really don't like you and you still can't move. God's like, quit moving on the feelings. And you better not move on the facts. We all said we want to be on this path to the extraordinary. Just like it's going to cost you something. Come on, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you everything you treasure. My God. Understand that? It's going to cost you everything you treasure until you only treasure being His. Y'all understand that, believers? That's the price. Look at somebody tell them prophecies are free. Come on, tell you the prophecies are free. Oh, but that process is going to cost you. Process is going to cost you everything. When you get great prophecies, you should mourn. <laughs> <laughs> Tell somebody, you better put on sackcloth and ashes. Put on your veil, honey. Because there's about to be a thousand deaths. Oh, God. What is that going to cost you? Come on. Oh God! What is that gonna cost? Me? See that? Mm-hmm. Oh, people all excited, but they don't realize. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that's the bride. No, that's walking the mountain. No, that's the wedding song. Write this down. Every dimension, you got to die again. We talk about dimensions like ain't nobody got to die. Isn't heaven another dimension? How you get there? Exactly. <laughs> we talk about dimensions like everybody got to die. How many of y'all been talking about a new dimension? Oh, two people. See how you see how real quick? Y'all see how church folks will switch out on you real quick? Now, if I would have been, if I didn't talk about the death first, today I know what dimension. But the moment I start talking about the death, you got your hand on your inside Somebody said exposure matters. Now, I'm going to be done to get out your way. I'm going to give you these, t- these uh, 10 things God gave me real quick. How to develop feet for high places. Y'all ready for this? Number one. Number one. He intentionally subjects you to things that frustrate, aggravate, and devastate. Here's why. In order to siphon your last strength from the equation. Now, one of the things that prepares us for walking in high places, somebody said, I have to develop God reliance. Got to develop God reliance. Because there's some of us right now, you swear it's your degree. I'm telling you, man, you swear it's your degree. You swear it's who you know. You swear it's all of that. Y'all realize God can open doors and nothing happen for you with a degree? You understand that? So one of the first things has to happen. Somebody said, I must develop God reliance. See, and that comes through frustration and aggravation and even devastation. Number two, he uses you in ways that you are despised for being used. <laughs> she thinks you're all that. Because I can hold a note and you can't. Now watch this down. In order to refine your orientation to as unto the Lord. You understand that? So God, watch this down. So God will God will use you in ways, right? It's pleasing to God. And other people get upset that God is using you in those ways. Why? He's say he's refining my orientation. See, God's going to get you to a place where you live just in the audience of one. One way or another, 
One way or another, God gonna get them other players to disappear from your life. One way or another. You understand that? So he, he brings us into that orientation, Colossians 3.17. He says, whatever we do, we do with all of our hands as unto the Lord. God's going to get us to that audience of one. And this is the second way that he does so. Here's number three. He allows others to do a lot of slick, conniving stuff and forbids you to respond. Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right. Who walking in high places? Yes, Lord. Now watch this now. If you still responding, you ain't in no high place. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You still got something to protect? Yes. Defending yourself. You know, I had somebody call me today, right? And they concerned about their reputation. I'm like, you can't protect that. Because you get to a certain level, people just make up stuff. You get to a certain place. And people think they got the right to yes. make commentary on your life. Yes. And if you ain't doing wrong, they'll make something up. Make something up. You understand that? That's the truth. The question is, are you trying to re protect a reputation? Reputation. Are you afraid of losing your place in the courtroom of public opinion? <laughs> or do you care about your character? Character. Right. Somebody shout, I care about. I care about. What God knows I am. What God knows I am. That's your So they're able to do a bunch of slick and conniving stuff, and God says, no, not a word, not a word. <laughs> this is it. Believe it, this is the way to have places. This is the way. You understand that? Like a sheep to the slaughter. Right? He never what? Never, uh, y'all know, never said a mama no word. Now why? Because he knew that his... Watch this now. Ascension was inevitable. Look at somebody tell God's going to raise you above everything that's said about you. Come on, tell somebody. God's going to raise you. My God. God is going to raise you above everything that has been said about you. It's inevitable. So there's some of you right now, you've got to get over fighting these battles that don't matter. There's a reason right now. You know why some of y'all so tired at spiritual warfare? You're so busy fighting battles you shouldn't fight. That when the ones come, you should fight. You ain't got no strength. She don't like me. You really finna fight that battle? Your mama ain't like you either. That's why you fighting the wrong battle. You fighting the wrong battle. You fighting the wrong battles. And you're so busy fighting needless battles that when it's time for you to steady your hands for war, you're tired now. You can't even fast and pray now because you wore yourself out on worthless things. And now when you got to fight because you're about to break through, you ain't got no strength to fight. All right. Number four, he exposes you to arenas you don't qualify for. <laughs> he brings you into unique spaces and exposes you to unique experiences. Y'all got that? That look nothing like your upbringing. Oh my God. Tell my God is about to expose you to people that look nothing like you. And you got to get your soul ready to be comfortable there. Yes. Yes. You understand that? Yes. Because the worst thing that happened is God opened the door and you're afraid to be you when you get there. That's so good. Number five, he calls you to bear more responsibility than one person ever should have to shoulder while giving you the supernatural strength to bear it all. Y'all got that? God, somebody shout, God is giving me too much for one person. So he put in me another person. Y'all understand that? You know, I was sitting in my office today earlier talking with someone, and they said this. They said, both them and their husband was in my office, and they said, I said to my husband, I don't know how this man does all this stuff he does. How does he handle all this stuff he handles? And I said this to them, he giveth more grace. Yes. God always give you grace always. for what God told you. Always. Now, tell somebody there's no grace for your error. No grace for your error. 
No, 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 no. There are consequences. You go doing stuff God ain't told you to do. Yes. Yes. See, there are consequences for that, right? But God gives you grace for everything God, everything God wants you to do. God equips you to do. Yes. Yeah. Even, even if to the natural eye it's way too much. Come on, somebody. Look, somebody tell me I'm not normal. I'm not normal. Come on, tell them, I'm not normal. Ain't nothing normal about me. Tell you that the average person couldn't deal with the warfare I successfully deal with on a daily basis. Y'all better tell you that. Say, David, the average, come on, the average person couldn't deal with the warfare I successfully deal with on a daily basis. It ain't normal, but it's my life. That is true. It ain't normal at all. It's my life. You understand that, believers? I got one of my, one of the people I just uh, set aside as an apostle designate called me. Uh, yes, was yesterday? My days were today. To earlier today. Uh, yesterday one. And they said, the craziness has already began. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. You start stepping in a certain realms, and there's a certain yes. kind of crazy that's attracted to you. Yes, Come with the territory. Folk don't know what I'm talking about. There's, I'm telling you, there's a certain kind of crazy come at you when you step in certain realms. Like, where is this coming from? Your office? <laughs> Certain things come simply by the, the, the office you're stepping into. And they come with the territory. Y'all understand that? Now, here's number six. He exposes you, write this down. He exposes you to complex problems and decision making. Now, here's why. In order to stretch your mind to the capacity of all that he will trust you with. You understand that? Some of you right now, uh, you have been blessed with complexity. Oh my God! Somebody shout! God has blessed me, God has blessed me. With, complexity. with complexity. Now why? Because in complexity, He's expanded my capacity. You know, for example, right? I and I I know it. I know it's God in my life because I know the average person couldn't deal with the problems I deal with. Jesus. You understand that? Somebody shout! I'm not average. Now I listen, and this is a true story. You step into a certain realm, your problems become very complex. Yes. Like, where? How do we get here? How do we get here? I, I've got like specialty issues now. I have issues. I got to get seven people working on. True story. They become very complex issues, very technical issues. If the enemy can't come at you spiritually, he comes at you technically. Wow. Don't hear what I just said. He starts looking. The enemy starts reading fire print. Come on, tell somebody he is searching for a way to get to you. Tell somebody he is searching hard for a way to get to you. He Why? Because he wants to make what God said about you a lie. Are y'all hearing me? I'm talking to some people that God has positioned for something very extraordinary. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you to test. Listen, you got the answer to this test before you even take it. I'm telling you, this is the path to the extraordinary. This stuff, if you really want to be used by God, this is what you're signing up for. You understand that? And you don't get to whine about it. Now, here's something else. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Oh. You know what I've also lost in this process? Y all, y all, some of y'all are going to have a fit when I tell you this. You know what I've lost in this process? I don't need to vent to anyone. Oh, I feel it over here on this side. <laughs> I I trust him with everything. And I know, listen, I know that all of it is divine. And it's all being managed by a sovereign. So I've learned to keep right perspective. And I don't need to go, I just got to tell you all my problems. And I just don't need to do that. I fully trust him. If he doesn't move, I'm done. If he doesn't move, I'm done. I'm through. If God doesn't move, I'm through. It's over. It's wrapped. You understand that, believers? So I've learned, watch this now. Tell somebody, exchange your venting for worship. Oh, wow. Come on, tell somebody, exchange your venting. You busy telling people they can't do nothing about it when you should be enthralled with the Almighty. 
give you strength if you seek him. He gives you strength if you seek him. He'll give you strength if you seek him. You understand that? He'll, he'll fit you for the context of what you're dealing with. He'll give you answer. You know God will answer you about everything you're going through? You can, if you can bear the answer. Jesus. If you can bear the answer. Listen, there's nothing God will withhold from you. If you can stand and hear the answer. Some of y'all, when God tell you what you're going through, you rebuke the devil. Oh, no, it's me. It, it's me telling you it's you. Satan get behind me trying to steal my joy. No, God's like, no. It's me telling you it's you. That makes sense? You go through adverse situations. Lord, what is this? He's like, I'm glad you asked. Come on. Now, now we can have this conversation. There are certain conversations God cannot have with you until you have certain crisis. Y'all not hear what I just said? I said there are certain conversations God cannot have with you until you have a certain crisis. Anybody walk with God know what I'm talking about? There are certain conversations God cannot have with you until you have... Until you are made extremely uncomfortable. Until you feel extremely vulnerable. You understand that? There are certain conversations God can't have with you until then. Does that make sense, believers? Now, I'm explaining to you the path to the extraordinary. I'm telling you this is the way. I'm telling you this is what you have in store. you got to decide whether you're going to remember the answers to the test when it comes. But this is the way. Number seven. He allows a good dose of humiliating experiences. <laughs> Y'all hear what I just said? He allows a good dose of humiliating experiences. Here's why. So that you get over, watch this now, your capacity for embarrassment and the fear of men's faces. You understand that? You know, there's something. I've got a lot of my, my church partners in here today. My wife's sitting right here. All right, my wife is here. 30 years, 31 years this office will be married, right? Amen. Here's something my wife can testify of, right? Jada's been around me since he was 18. Old now, right? <laughs> here's something everybody in this room could tell you they've never heard me say. I feel so embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Anybody ever heard those words from me? Y'all been around me. You ever heard those words? You know why? Because embarrassment is rooted in fear. It's rooted in fear. It's rooted in fear. You understand that? So you won't hear it. I feel so embarrassed. Like, no. I'm a guy walking with God just like you're a guy walking with God. And what? See that? We made mistakes. And what? Stuff happens, and what? You understand that? But I'll never, test my, I'll never be afraid of your face. Never be afraid of your face. I'll never be afraid of your face. You understand that? You got to stand before the same God I got to stand before. I don't fear losing my place in the courtroom of, of public opinion. Everybody that matters to my assignment will respond to my assignment. That is good. Y'all hear what I just said with me? Everybody that matters, say it with me. Everybody that matters to my assignment will respond to my assignment. Does that make sense? Yes. So God would just throw you out there and say, you embarrassed? You lost sight of God. And you're overwhelmed with man's consideration of you. You understand that? It's like kids do something stupid. Now you're embarrassed because your kids do something stupid. I'm like, no. I had to learn. You have to learn too. Why should I feel fear because of your behavior? So you exchange fear, write this down, exchange fear for intercession. Oh, come on, somebody. Same energy you went afraid that people going to think something of you because you could have been praying. You could have been being strategic in warfare, intercession. You join people to the process that know how to pray through. You understand that? But there's no, say there's no room for embarrassment. See that? Because embarrassment is just fear of the faces. Wow. That's all it is. That's all. Number eight. I'm almost done. Three more. He allows whatever it takes to deliver you from public opinion and the need to fit in. Mm -hmm. You understand that? Mm -hmm. The need to fit in. 
Does that make sense to you? You know, I'm going to tell you right now, it's great to have people. It's wonderful to have people. But you know what I've discovered? It's also great to not have them. <laughs> I love being around people, and I love being home. Both. Hello, somebody. Hello, either one. Come on, somebody. Either one. It's great to not have to fit in. Yes. Why y'all didn't invite me? I'm glad you didn't invite me because I looked at my calendar. I'm like, yes! I've got nothing to do today! It's going to be in Jesus. It's going to be in Jesus. You don't invite me, I know exactly what to do with me. 90 minute massage. In Jesus' name. Number nine. He builds in you, write this down, fearlessness and resiliency. Say fearlessness and resiliency. Now here's why. Y'all gonna get it. Y'all gonna get it. Y'all love to be the queen. Take me to the king. Right? Everybody want to be Esther. Wow. Everybody want to be Esther. But nobody wants to come to the brink. So he builds you in fearlessness, watch this now, and resiliency. Through what? Come on, ask me what, because you know what I'm going to tell you. Brinksmanship. Oh, Google it. Brinksmanship. God builds fearlessness and resiliency through brinksmanship. You know what he does? He brings you to the edge of something. Very dangerous. Right? If he don't move, you're done. If he doesn't come through, it's over. If he doesn't change your heart, the door closes. If he doesn't do something, the funding stops. Now you know what you know what's happening? Somebody shout, God is making me fearless. Making me fearless. Wow. You know, you really come to a place you don't care about nothing no more. Wow. Except being in His will. Wow. So you're developing fearlessness, say fearlessness, fearlessness. and resiliency. Fearlessness. You understand that? You know, there's nothing like... A com complex issues make you a very strategic person. You understand that? So in order to develop a, a strategic mind, the kind of mind at the level of the prophecies you got, Oh, God. Building you fearlessness and resiliency. See that? But he does so through brinksmanship. God, if you don't move, Esther had fast and pray. God, if you don't move, the whole nation's nation. had going down. Yes. You don't move. I'm going for the king. If I die, I die. You understand that? Why? And watch what happens on that on that on that path of developing fearlessness and resiliency. You know what you come to? Complete abandonment. Jesus. Some tell them I am in your hands. Either you gonna help me, I'm gonna see you in a minute. You gonna help me, or I'm gonna see you in a minute. All right. As old folk used to say, keep on living, baby. Keep on living. Keep on living. I'm not telling you what somebody taught me. I'm telling you what I've walked through before. You understand that? I'm not telling you somebody else's experience that I copied and pasted off of Instagram. I'm telling you about a walk with God and knowing how God develops people for the extraordinary. Here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. He gives you, this is so good. He gives you ideas and convinces you to do things that he knows other people will reject. You know, for example, he told he told Jeremiah, I think what? He's like, go to my people. And they ain't going to listen to you. <laughs> then why you send me? Right? Because that's your calling. Uh oh, we just stumbled on something in the room. God sent you to people he told you wouldn't receive you. So what is this about? Your obedience. Oh my. So don't get mad at them when he already told you they weren't going to receive you. 
Just be glad that you obey Him. Y'all got that? That's all right. Don't be taking on a rejection spirit. Their rejection was ordained. Jesus. And it's My part God. of how you develop, here's the word, tenacity. Y'all ain't feeling it right up in here. Somebody shout tenacity. He went to his own, his own received him not. It's necessary. You understand that? Go to my people. Now they ain't gonna listen to you. What are we doing here, God? What are we doing here? Number one, I'm teaching you to just obey my voice. And number two, I'm making sure they are without excuse. Wow. Wow. Sorry, this is their process. I'm just a mailman. So he gives you, watch this, he gives you idea. This is so good right here. Y'all going to shout, but not really, but y'all going to be excited. He gives you ideas that convinces you to do things he knows other people will reject, ridicule, scoff at, and eventually copy. <laughs> now, you know what I just described? You know what I just described? The grace of pioneering. This is the grace of pioneering. And they talk about you. They say it's unspiritual. How God gonna move through that? You understand that? They over there doing all this and doing all that. Who they think they are? Next thing you know, they're doing it. You understand that? Now, somebody shout, it never was about me. When they rejected me. You know what God was doing? Helping them get over their stubbornness. The only reason they rejected you because you were an indication they weren't hearing him. Wow. All along, God had been trying to tell them the way you did things with the way they, things were going. But they didn't want to receive that. So when you start doing it, they all they got all these words. Then all of a sudden, one day, the Lord told them. Really? 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 You've been passing by my ministry all this time. Now the Lord just told you to do what I was doing. Somebody said it never was about me. It was about them being delivered from their stubbornness. Y'all got that? Father, we thank you for giving us the path to the extraordinary life. Our feet were made for high places. We thank you that you have equipped us with an understanding of what it means to be this, this, these unusual beings. We've never been down before on the planet. What you are, 